Welcome, everybody, to episode 78 of the Two on Three podcast, where two of your friends take on three topics in 30 minutes. You should follow us at Two on Three Pod on Twitter, and you can send us email at Hello. Hello. at Two on Three Pod.com. You know how much we love to hear from you. I'm Chris, and I'm finding a horrendous backache this week. Oh. And you can find me on Twitter at CD Villasenor. And with me is Ty. How is your general health these days, Ty? Uh, my only problems are self-inflicted. I'm probably on that road to diabetes. <laughs> uh, sh- I know the road. <laughs> Where can we find you on the social media? Uh, you can find me lamenting my daily physical condition at SEHEJK. Well, there you go. Getting old is no fun. Anyway. It sure makes life a lot harder than it used to be. Right? <laughs> I don't know. I just, I gotta find, I think there's some oxy floating around the house that I probably need to get my hands on. All right, careful with those opioids, buddy. <laughs> I'm just gonna take them all tonight. <laughs> and then down them with some Jameson and let the good times roll. You'd fit into one of those dens. You, you, you could definitely <laughs> hole up in a corner with the, with the opium hookah. hookah. Yeah, oh yeah, I'd be like that uh, that big caterpillar in uh, Alice in Wonderland. Be like that's kind of what I had pictured. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Tonight we've got a little bit of a potpourri talking about the celebrity shout out market, um, fun names that you can name your children. <laughs> also, um, multi purpose uses, multi multi use buildings. Sure, as it were. Sure. And Ty will regale us with some. Uh, some uh, travel, travel, uh, flying the friendly tales from the friendly skies, <laughs> in the overtime. So, uh, but before we start, usually we think of Tornado Alley as like Oklahoma, Kansas, Missouri, but turns out Boston had a bit of a had a bit of a tornado problem this week. So it would seem. <laughs> so, unfortunately for the uh, for the mem for for some people in Boston, um. In what is it? Melrose. Yeah, I don't know. Where Mel- that is. I don't know what. I don't know my. I don't know my Boston. My Boston uh, geography so well. But the uh, folks in Melrose, Massachusetts, had a bit of an issue with their sewer system. It's just this whole thing is a worst case scenario. <laughs> it really is. Now you hear about. I've heard about lots of these things where people have been jamming wipes and stuff yeah, down. They have their own personal their issues. Yeah. Right. So they just there's that, and then sometimes I think I've heard of this. This this case where some of the major cities have these giant blockages uh-huh. that are basically made of wipes and other stuff that just get hard, right. and then just need a, like a sewer angioplasty of some kind to like blow those things out. But this is this is definitely the worst case scenario. The sewer blockage um, created what one affected resident called a tornado of poop in her bathroom. <laughs> After raw sewage exploded from her toilet, uh, just talking about it gives me the heaves. <laughs> have you ever? Have you ever? Have you ever like had the? So we have a toilet clogging type issues at our home because my son sometimes just decides he will only poop like once every three days. Are you sure he's not just and one then, of those paper mache people? He just got, he just gets after it. <laughs> he's just using half a roll of toilet paper. I don't know what happens, but. I just get the call like, hey, this toilet is clogged, so I have to go up there. And, of course, the first thing you do is you flush the toilet a little bit, and then that water comes like really, like comes up to the, close to the top, and you're like, oh, God damn it. And then you're like messing with the thing to make the water yes. stop. And then you got to get the plunger after yes. it, right? 
but that that moment where it's about two or three inches from the top of the of the bowl. Yeah, the moment of terror. You, you're, just, you're, you're just petrified. Like it's complete helplessness. Like you know, and I, I feel for flood victims too yeah. because you know they see that water coming up the street and you're like, I'm screwed. Yeah, there's, there's really nothing you can do. But the tornado of poop sounds just absolutely horrible. Like it just ex- like untreated sewage just exploding out of your toilet. I feel like it. Really, you just have to burn your house down. <laughs> There's nothing else to be done. <laughs> Honey, we have to move. Yeah. I don't know. Let's let's just give the house to 1-800-CARS-FOR-KIDS. They'll take a house over there. Well, they take, I don't know. We'll just we'll give them our home and and they they can have it because I couldn't live. I couldn't live there anymore. No, especially these pictures of the people in the aftermath where they're like it looks like the, the, the af- like after a volcano has ceased interrupt- erupting and there's just it's hardened into <laughs> the, the the lava has hardened into stone it's just horrifying oh my god my son my son went to a birthday party a little while ago uh just a few weeks ago and the kids were you know they they had to take their shoes off at some point i don't know what happened but he says we're in our socks we weren't in the yard and he stepped in dog poop with his socks and then he didn't really know what to do so he, so he just, he just put his shoes back on. Needless to say, <laughs> those things went in the garbage. I, I, like, I, I had a conversation with my child recently. Don't hide the mess. That doesn't no. make it better. It only makes things worse. I don't think he was hiding it. He just, he just didn't know what to do. I mean, we people were, we weren't around. I mean, he was just at this party by, you know, just on his lonesome. And when my wife went to pick him up, he told her the story. It's like, oh, okay, son. Let's uh, at least the poop was inside his shoe, and then you could just take all that stuff off, and then huck it in the garbage, yeah. like hose his feet off, and then get him into the tub or something. It was whatever. So, how many people poop do you think just, have turned off the nasty. show at this point? <laughs> no, people are listening because people have. Everyone has poo stories, dude. Okay, it's it's a thing that, especially if you're a parent. Good lord, it's true. I mean, that's just the oh yeah, all the single people listening to yeah, their yeah, show. Yeah, sick. No, they have it. You're ready to just. Everyone's got poo stories. We all got them. This one's just particularly. I remember. I just recently was thinking about the fact that when my children were young, that my wife and I sort of just had this agreement that. If you shouted with the right timber and urgency in your voice, it was clear there was poop everywhere and another person was required to assist. (laughs) Just start yelling the word emergency. (laughs) This is a two-person. We have a two-person. We've got a two-person poop emergency upstairs. Well, it's mostly because you're trying to keep it contained. (laughs) Generally. Generally. All right. Anyway. All right. Let's start the show. Really? The show hasn't even started yet? All right. Anyway. In segment number one, we're going to talk about the celebrity shout-out market. Now, I, uh, I have a friend at work, and he is a big Packers fan. It was his birthday recently, and he said his wife had gotten him a shout-out from Brett Favre. Oh, she, he, she actually coughed it up for the Cameo, huh? She did. So she, went, she had gone to Cameo.com, where you can get celebrities to send you a 30-second video or so. You know, with your name and whatever. So Brett Favre, actually, I thought made him a nice video, like from Brett Favre's kitchen, where you know he just says, "Happy birthday! Here you're a big fan. Thanks for all your support. Happy Father's Day." Blah blah. It left him a nice like 30, 40 second 
message nice. and uh, it sends you. So I thought, what the hell is this service? So I jumped in here. Had you heard of? Have you heard of Cameo before? Yes, but only because I follow TJ Lavin on Twitter, and every once in a while he will just pump out a "Hey, check out my Cameo." Okay. And so I was. Okay. I, I looked at it one time. I was like, "What's Cameo?" And then the more the the more of them that have started to exist, also like I see them get reposted now. Right? Somebody does a Cameo, mm-hmm. and they're like, "Oh, here's." Like I, I can't remember. Like, I wish I could remember. This is a terrible story when I don't have the details. But there was an athlete who was clearly distracted and not really engaged with it, and somebody like reposted <laughs> the video he made them, and it was like. Not great. Like he clearly like was like looking at the card to like see what the name was. <laughs> like, just good enough, I guess. Right, right. So I was I was absolutely fascinated by the by the by the marketplace because you're looking to see, hey, who's on Cameo? And it makes a lot of sense. If you're either famous or semi famous, like there's no reason you shouldn't get a cameo going because I'm a little surprised. You know, it, seems like, it seems like it seems like easy money, right? Yeah, I'm a little surprised like at how limited money. it is. Yeah, I mean, thirty second video, and so the Brett Favre video. If you go into, the, if you go look at uh, Brett Favre, it's five hundred bucks. Yeah, that's wild. So I mean, that's so Brett Favre sitting in his kitchen, knocking out five hundred dollar videos after breakfast or whatever. I mean, maybe he spends a half hour. Knocking out videos at five hundred a pop. I don't know what his cut is, but it's got to be most of that five hundred bucks. What's the SLA on imagine. this? Like, how quickly do I have to get back to you? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. But uh, but it seems like an easy way to knock out some money. So I I I had to jump in here and look because I had to find out who is on this thing and how much are they charging, and it's pretty interesting because I think that <laughs> if you look at the marketplace, you'll find that. Maybe there's some deals. Looking for deals is what I was looking for, and um, and uh, and here let's let's just jump what did into. You, it. What'd you like? I actually grabbed a few that I thought were the best value from the featured players okay. here. I will I will tell you that that the highest the highest um, the most expensive person on this thing is Caitlyn Jenner at twenty five hundred dollars. If you want, if you want, if you want a Olympic decathlete gold medalist to chat you up on a video for just to to send you a video wishing you a happy birthday, whatever, twenty five hundred bucks. She's just the most expensive person on the on the thing, which seems interesting to me. Yeah, but and I think for five hundred dollars, Brett Favre falls into a nice into a nice spot here. You can so that's a lot, man. It's a lot, but it's a personalized message. And if you really were a Brett Favre fan, I mean, yeah, I mean. What's you know five hundred bucks? You'll you'll always have that video. I mean, you could just keep it. You know, you could post it on whatever. What what did you what do you what do you like? What who who did you what, who caught your eye? Well, a couple of things have happened here. I realize now that I didn't look that deeply at the site, and I realized I was only looking at the featured players, of which at the moment there's like oh, two hundred and forty of yeah, them, and there's like I didn't realize there's like two thousand actors on. Oh here. no, there's there's <laughs> there's a lot there's a lot of people and. There's a lot of people that you have like no idea who the oh, hell. These how are there are. a thousand reality TV people? <laughs> <laughs> oh, the reality TV section is like I have no clue about most of them. But I thought so. If you're if you're digging for if you're digging for deals, I think 150 bucks for Michael Rappaport. Okay. To give you a to give you one of those classic Michael Rappaport, you know. He's probably going to say something things. offensive. Well, sure. That's, <laughs> I hope so. 
But All I right. think for 150 bucks, I like 150. Do- I like 150 dollar. I like 150 dollar uh, Michael Rappaport. These are my best. These are my. Va- this is my value list from the feature today's featured players. Okay. The aforementioned TJ Lavin, very famous for ber- <laughs> for, ber- for berating quitters. So I would love okay. to have him like send somebody a cameo who like quit a sports team. Okay. <laughs> like I sent you a cameo. You oh you're you're not gonna play on the softball team anymore. All right. Well you're gonna be hearing from TJ, and TJ's only gonna charge you eighty dollars for that. <laughs> I like that one. To lay the smack down on you. I would like right. uh, I like hundred and fifty dollars for Randy Jackson to say that's a no from me, dog, to somebody. Okay. I'd like I'd like to hire Randy to say that. Uh, I would I like the hundred and fifty dollars for John Lovitz basically for anything. I think you could Lovitz would do it up like he ha- he'll ham it up for you for hundred and fifty bucks. I mean, he could totally give you like the lying dude, or he could he you could probably ask for a, just he'll do one of his bits for you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I thought that one hundred and fifty dollars for Tom Sizemore for an intervention would be a good a good way to spend your money. <laughs> Tom, what kind of video do you can get from Tom Sizemore? I, I be- hopefully not a sex tape. <laughs> you might get you might get his ween for that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. See, I like that. It's you gotta gamble a little bit. You gotta gamble a little. Yeah, you're definitely gambling when you get Tom Sizemore. The other too. side of that, one hundred and fifty dollars for Tommy Chong. I think I would enjoy the the Tommy t- Wait, Tommy that Chong. Seems- that seems low to me. It does exactly. Does That's why I'm low? saying I'm looking for value here. Can I get Cheech and Chong for like maybe three fifty? I paid two fifty for Cheech and Chong to sing Mexican Americans. <laughs> I guess I could just watch. That would the, be, I could just watch the movie. But that would be that would be a tremendous birthday. Like, hey, Ty, we wanted to wish you happy birthday, and then they sing that. That'd be that'd be tremendous. It would. Uh, and the last one I grabbed was uh, Steve Gutenberg for a hundred bucks. I don't really know what I'd have Steve do. It just seems good. <laughs> do one of those. Do one of those police academy bits. I don't know what was what was his thing. Like they always say, like he, what was his deal? Like they said, he, if you're chicken, was that what his deal was in police academy movies? I they don't would call know. him out, and he would just. That do sounds. Something. That's Back to the Future. I think it's also police academy. <laughs> Maybe. Oh, there was like he would call him a chicken. Or something, yeah. And then he just he would go buck wild. I don't know. <laughs> does it, it doesn't matter. This is this is, what, this is you know I would pay ninety dollars for um, nineteen ninety eight Charisma Carpenter to make me a to make me a video I, for you Buffy fans. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you, I was a, for you Buffy Angel fans. I was. I, I remain a fan. <laughs> ninety bucks. Not a bad deal. I love the randos in here though. Like you got Percy Weasley. You know, I don't know who this guy, this guy's real name. I could tell you what it is, and nobody would know. Uh, you, oh, oh, don't gloss over Michael Bean for eighty to eighty-five dollars. Michael Bean for eighty-five bucks would be—he'd have to wear a headset. Though, <laughs> exactly, he, exactly. I need you to wear a headset, Mike. <laughs> here, here, my note would be: uh, please wear a headset while making my video. I like it, but um, yeah, but there are a lot of there are a lot of you know, and well, and I grabbed three that I thought were C minus D plus. Uh, celebrities here yeah oh, who you like so well no i grabbed a couple that i thought were like insanely overpriced okay so a thousand dollars for the shark tank guy that bald guy from shark tank yeah well you know he is good at making money i guess so, yeah he feels like that's that's the, the 30 seconds is that's what he bills at that's just that's his standard bill rate <laughs> he's a he's a multi multi-millionaire Ty. he doesn't have time if you're gonna if you're gonna waste his time making happy birthday videos he's gonna charge you <laughs> all right uh, five hundred dollars for Billy Zane. <laughs> I mean, he's not that cool of a dude. Five, yeah, that's that's overpriced. 
for sure. And then this is, there's a lot in here because there's so many people in here who I, whose names I don't know and it probably just makes me feel old because I think there's a lot of weird YouTubers and stuff on here whose names I will never know. Oh yeah, for sure. But there's $500 for Bob Mennery, an Instagram comedian? <laughs> what? <laughs> Listen, if you're charging 500 bucks, I would at least need to have heard of you. I, I maybe there's maybe he's got a huge following. You should I ask your daughter if she knows who that is. No, I you know what? We need to look to see how many Instagram followers he has. Um but here, I'm gonna, I was shopping in the bargain basement okay. for number what $60 for a fitness personality John Bastow, your favorite. <laughs> John Bastow was like him and that his, the, the ripped abs and that tiny head. Yeah. yeah. What, what was his what was his what was his product? The ab it was some ab deal. It was it wasn't like eight minute abs or something. I feel like it, it was. Like was. A was it eight minute abs? Was he was he you can't get good abs at six minutes four minutes. <laughs> yeah, you get tiny head, um and also like a very strange wig. Yes, he still has the strange wig. If you if you're based on this picture, in the uh, on his uh, his posting, Rebecca Black for fifty five bucks. I gotta I gotta imagine there's a, a decent perv market out there <laughs> that, that that are that are happy to go with the uh, with the um, with that. And then you know down here, like you know Darren Ravel for thirty nine bucks. I don't want to see Darren Ravel pop up on my phone <laughs> in some video. That's a that's a bargain. <laughs> right? Sure. I don't know. I don't know. I feel like I feel like uh I feel like that's a that's a decent uh that's a decent deal. Glenn Rice for 41 bucks. I think Josh, our friend Josh would love to have that for, <laughs> for his birthday. How, I might be I might be thinking about you, Josh. How about Bai uh, Ling for 60 bucks? <laughs> Tony Katane for 55. Ooh, Tawny Katane. Ooh, I don't think you want a, uh, a 2019 video from Tawny Katane. I think though. that's what you're getting for your birthday. <laughs> oh, dude. <laughs> I mean, this, to make joke, I mean, half of the fun be making jokes. Now, if you're a celebrity, do you think that, like, you get these requests as, like, fucking jokes, and you're just like, oh, these people think I'm a douche, but I'll make the video for you and, <laughs> and just deal with it? How about fifty dollars for Kevin Sorbo to spout some Fox News talking points at you? Oh, well, Sorbo was famous. You get Dean Kane for sixty if you want uh, some conservative, uh, some conservative perspectives as well. I want to hear anyway. the, the two of them debate it out. They're a real meeting of the <laughs> well, minds. That's gonna that's gonna cost you a lot to have them go back and forth on Cameo for you. <laughs> sixty bucks a pop. Yeah, it seems like one hundred twenty dollars to get it done. <laughs> Well, folks, you should check out Cameo, and, and I think that you there's enough cheap, weird ones here that you could really uh, spice up your friends and family's lives with some Cameo videos. Right. 150 for Brett the Hitman Heart, by the way. Fantastic. I mean, that's 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 fan, that's tremendous. He would do that's half the stuff. video I asked him to do, and then he'd start like rant, <laughs> r- ranting about how the McMahon screwed him over and how his career. <laughs> <laughs> that would be the That's what I'd want. Right. I'd want 40 seconds of that. Like, happy birthday. What in the hell? Vince McMahon. <laughs> anyway, that's what, that's what I want from, from the hitman. All anyway. right. So, yes, keep keep your uh, keep your friends at the uh, 2 on 3 podcast in mind uh, come the holidays and birthday time. Uh, feel free to get us a cameo. I don't know from who. Like, some, some YouTuber. I don't even know that would be. That some, some $8 YouTuber would be uh, maybe appropriate for us. Well, I was looking at Bob Menery. He has 1.8 million followers. 
That's decent. Yeah. Yeah. But he still, how much is he? How much is he? Five hundred dollars. Yeah, I don't know. Too much. I don't know. <laughs> Let's see. You're giving away free content on YouTube, and you're going to charge five hundred bucks for a cameo. Whatever. Also, the the, right. the thing that he's promoting on his Instagram page is dick pills. <laughs> so, I don't know. Well, you got to make a living somehow in this world. I guess so. All right. On to the next segment, please. All right. Well, we have a uh, a user, uh, a user, a listener uh, email came in. I like when you say user. And it's like we're in Tron. Right. A user. <laughs> I fight for the user. users. <laughs> anyway, this comes from uh, listener Steely Dan Fondue, who writes, <laughs> Here is a delightful article that serves as a nice FU to uppity white people. It got me thinking if your parents were to have followed the same methodology as... This person who happens to be named Marijuana Pepsi. Doctor, ins- Dr. Marijuana Pepsi. Do- I'm sorry, Dr. Marijuana Pepsi. Drawing inspiration from brands and items. Uh, what would your name be? Well, this is, by the way, this is a terrific story. Um, this woman was born and named Marijuana Pepsi. Her name is Marijuana Pepsi Van Dyke, and she's from Wisconsin. And she has an uncommon name, and she never changed it. And I like this. I like this story. She, uh, she, she, um, she sold real estate. She's done things. She decides to continue her education and um, earns a PhD. Uh, so, Doctor Marijuana Pepsi. Her. Her uh, her dissertation is black names in white classrooms, teacher behavior and student perceptions. Tremendous! I think she's but the expert. I, she and and so there's, you know, there's this. I don't know how impossibly is brave or courageous the right word here. I think it might be to live your life with a name like marijuana Pepsi and never change it, or just I mean, to not allow people to call you Mary. Right. Because yeah, that's mentioned yeah. in the story, too, that people try to... Sh- I mean, frankly, I'd just be annoyed. Like, I'm not going to... I don't have to say marijuana every time I have to speak to you. Can we just, like, I'm going to call you Mary <laughs> because it's easier. Right. MJ? I don't know. There's a... But but, but in a, in a, more, in a more professional environment, you know, to say, oh, hi, my name's Marijuana Pepsi, or my name's Marijuana Van Dyke, or uh-huh. Marijuana Pepsi Van Dyke. It's... From the outside looking in, it seems a little crazy, right? It just it's one of those wild. things that you don't have a lot of control over either, but you do. Right. And so it's weird, right? Like, it's like you don't have to stick with it. But clearly she fully embraced it to take take it all the way to becoming the thing to some extent that she staked her academic car- career on here. I mean, you're right, though. She's the expert. Like, to have to live with, you know, there's this classic SNL bit with Nick Cage. Do you remember this? Where he and his... His, he and his wife are, are having a baby and they're trying to pick names. And every time she brings up a name, he has like something to say about it, like something awful. Like he makes, a, a, makes it terrible. So they can't yeah. decide on a name. And it turns out his name is Asswipe Johnson. And he goes, No, it's Oswipe. <laughs> right? So yes, I'm familiar Oswipe. with Oswipe. <laughs> <laughs> but but this, is, this is a real, this is like the real world version of that. And, uh, 
and I, I gotta say hats off to uh, Dr. Marijuana Pepsi Van Dyke. Um, God bless her. She's uh, she's doing she's doing good work. So um, I don't really know how much to say about. It. Well, so the question I have for you was the the second part of the email where uh, Steely Dan Fondue asks us what our names would be if we were named this way. Did you spend any time thinking about that at all? I did. I couldn't figure out. I mean, definitely one of my names is going to be Spam. <laughs> <laughs> or perhaps Hormel. I don't know which Hormel. one, okay. but it's going to be it's going to be one of the two. So, my mom was pretty young when I was born, and I've never grilled her on it. I suspect that it might not have been all that atten- intentional. Um, so, uh, I think that my name might have been either Ford Pinto Accident. <laughs> uh, <laughs> or possibly Joe Camel overserved. <laughs> oh God, you're killing me. That's that perfect. Perfect. All right. Oh Lord. Well, which we had another name topic here. Did you want to just move into that? Yeah. So, which sort of so the the story of uh, of Doctor. Dr. Van Dyke <laughs> uh, <laughs> brought up the um, the name of the year, which is always a, it's a Deadspin classic where uh, they take all the names they can find in sports and and try to uh, and just I don't put think them in it there. is sports. I think it's literally just somehow I, I'm trying to figure out where they find these names. Um, I, I don't really understand where they come from because they used to be just sports it used to be kind of the the east west bowl thing from key and peel and you know i mean we should just address the the elephant in the room that you feel like because we talked about doing this back months ago during march when it was first running and i think we both felt kind of uncomfortable with it and that it tends to skew toward sort of a kind of a racist feeling so i mean obviously dr pepsi was doing the dr pepsi understands what's happening um with regard to this but yes, I, I agree. It it does skew toward um, it, skew, it skews toward the African American community. It does seem to which, do so. But. Which I kind of love the fact that that they're embracing of of having unique names or trying to figure. You know, there's the whole like like a LeBron or a D Marcus or a you know what I mean. I like I kind of I kind of I kind of dig that. I like the I like the fact that that parents are trying to find something that makes their child's name unique. Yes, but I will take this moment to once again rail against the practice of just naming your your child something that's a normal name but spelling it all crazy. <laughs> that's not... It's, like, it's not, yes, I'm talking to you, Alyssa. <laughs> there, there's like 62 ways to spell it. <laughs> yes. Or you, Aiden. Right. I think we touched, touched on that last week. Right. So let's just skip to the. Uh, well, I have to. You know, I have to come. I have to also come clean here because um, my son is named after a <laughs> Premier English soccer team. So you'll. I'll let. I'll let the listeners work that out on their own. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but on the naughty, I also see there's Manchester United MacGyver, who is <laughs> who is the next step. Like I took one small step. And then these people took a very, very large step. Yeah, they just they, let's just call them Manchester United. Uh, I'm going to name my child Green Bay Packers. <laughs> <laughs> like just, well, this is the whole thing about naming your child after a city. 
anyway. Like, mm-hmm. you know, you, you, some people are just named after cities. Like, I'm talking to you, Brooklyn. Sure. Um, but, uh, but yes, what, uh, what, uh, <laughs> I also like Raymundo Mundo <laughs> on this list, which is great. Which is just well, to take your some... last name and add it to the yeah. first name in a, in a fun way. Well, it's King of the World World. It's Raymundo Mundo. <laughs> It's the king of the world. World. King of the world world. Right. I like the ones where it's clearly the parents have, like, embraced it. Like, Corey Fast Lane. Yes. If, you're, if, you're, if your last name sets up like that, like, would, do, you, do you go right into it and call them? Yeah. Like, if you're the Lane family, Fast Lane is, is terrific. Right. Uh, Storm Duck stands out as one that was probably a little bit of intentional. I think uh, perhaps um, isn't one of uh, Matt at Reasons Are ch- child named Storm Duck. <laughs> I believe so. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, I think so. <laughs> uh, but I wanted to note that this happened a while ago, and, and to many of our listeners, maybe this is old news. But you should know that the final was uh, Pope Thrower defeats Jizya Shorts. <laughs> Jizya Shorts is way out there. <laughs> that is a that is a bold <laughs> choice if you're if for the Shorts family. To name their child Jizya. It's interesting. It's really, it's it's brutal. I just want to take the moment to tell you that I voted in every round of this, <laughs> this tournament back when it occurred. And I am still upset that 10 seed in the Dragon Wagon region, Corno Pronk, did not advance beyond the second round. Because Corno Pronk, to me is by far the best name on this list, and I can't even explain to you why I feel that way. Corno Pronk. Yes, it's, it's, it's odd, but it doesn't... I mean, it doesn't... I mean, there's no way Corno Pronk knocks off Jizya Shorts. Jizya Shorts, it's, it's almost too sophomoric. <laughs> it's, it's too straightforward. It's too, you'd like, you like a little more, you like a little more uh, nuance. Yeah, I mean, if you're going to be literal, I, I prefer even like Steel Fortress here. Right. Yeah. Or or Storm Duck well, if you want to be literal. Let's but see. Jizya Shorts. I mean, come on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Jizya Shorts. <laughs> yeah. Blah, blah, blah. <laughs> the um down in the down in the uh, I don't know what is it the, the crotch tangle regional. <laughs> I like I like the fact that this this person's name is Denzel Washington. Denzel being the middle name, but it's ecclesiastical. Yes. Denzel Washington. <laughs> Really I sure. don't think I know what the word ecclesiastical means. It's, it's, a, it's a reference to uh, church and holiness, I believe. Well, I, I mean, I, I, but, I know that much, but, but <laughs> I mean to, to 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 have to write ecclesiastical on my on my homework paper would be, you know, would be odd. Oh, just 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 relating to a church. So it's just like that. Really, his name is really just religious Denzel Washington. <laughs> Denzel Washington goes to church. Yeah. Okay. I don't. I don't. I don't and I like people who would name their their child Doctor as a first name. <laughs> I think. Don't you just think that Doctor Trent Artichoker is an actual doctor? No, I think his first name's Doctor. You do, uh-huh. even with the abbreviation. Yeah, I because like okay, so I looked into like some of these names where they come from, and they aren't just sports; they're from all over the place. Okay. Like, like uh, you know, Nimrod is a much more common first name than you would realize, but Nimrod Schmuel is like a real estate agent, <laughs> <laughs> like Reverend Picks Butt. <laughs> we named our kid we named our kid reverend i mean or you name your child doctor or like naming your, your i think that like might just a be young, a reverend no, i think maybe <laughs> naming your naming your son mister like as their first name anyway how do you end up with a last name last name like anomaly anomaly 
I don't know. Jonathan Anomaly. I don't know. Just lucky, I guess. Anyway, there's a to wrap this up. My wife and I had this inside sort of joke when we were going to name you know, before we had children that if you named your child first name Effison, E F F E S I N, mm-hmm. and then like like their first name would be like Mark, or like <laughs> Effison, you know Effison Villa Senor, and they'd be okay. like, wait, there's no F in Villa Senor. That you know, it'd be like, <laughs> my name is F as in Villa Senor. <laughs> yeah, I get it. It's like, what, wait a minute, how do you spell your last name? V I L L. What? what Effison? No, my first name is Effison. <laughs> anyway. Effison Frank. Effison Frank. Oh, your last name's Frank? No, my last name's Villa Senor. Effison Villa Senor. I think it was, uh, see, exactly. That would be, that would be wildly cruel. And it was always funny to us. Anyway. We never got around to naming our child Effison, sadly. That's, I mean, that's like a, a witch name or something. <laughs> All right. Um, anyway, send us your comments and tell us how, how you should probably be named. If you can do better than Ty, you've done really, really well because those were killing me. They're still making me laugh. Ford Pinto accident. <laughs> <laughs> what was he have a camel camel overster joe camel overster camel overster <laughs> oh. my parents are both smokers when i was a kid ooh ooh i getting all misty over here anyway all right on to segment 3 now segment 3 we're talking about um, the multi-use building like there's a lot of places that are multi-use when i grew up in st louis missouri we had the worst of the multi-use stadiums. Do you remember that whole, the old Bush Stadium, Veteran Stadium, Riverfront Stadium? Do you remember these old shitty stadiums from from the late 60s, early 70s? Where Buddy, I lived in Seattle. I'm familiar with the kingdom. <laughs> <laughs> that whole era of multi-use buildings, they were the worst. They were the worst baseball stadiums and the worst football stadiums. But let's just go ahead and just build one. And that yeah. they could just have, we could have sh- shitty both. As opposed to... I'll tell you what, it made more, a lot more financial sense. <laughs> yeah, you get tackled on that cement. Anyway, oh, God. Those, like, and they, it, in Philadelphia, someone would blow out a knee on one of those terrible seams. Remember they always had the terrible uh-huh. seams on the where the where the baseball stadium was the day before? Oh, my yeah, God. Yeah, it, it, the vet was notoriously like playing football on a concrete. <laughs> right. Like they just laid down a piece of green felt <laughs> on the concrete floor. <laughs> Yes. Well, we're we're not talking so much about that kind of a multi-use space, although those are horrible. But the um, but there's a story that came up about hotel ballrooms being rented out to medical conferences where people dissect human cadavers in the ballrooms, and then the next day they host wedding receptions in that same space. Now, first of all. Do they just allow you to bring cadavers into anywhere? Is this is this a thing? So I read most of this article, and it seems that the, or is it at the non-transplant tissue banks or <laughs> body brokers are basically a wholly unregulated industry. No federal law covers the sale or lease of cadavers or body parts used in research or education. Wait. So if so, you if you if you leave your quote unquote leave your body to science, you could end up at the at the airport Marriott. Yeah. Like having people like work on your whatever. Yeah, you basically you'll be at the uh, 
the Hilton Grand um, getting dissected like a frog in one of the ballrooms. <laughs> this is not a. This is not. This is not a dignified way to spend your. I mean, I guess you're dead, but I, I understand why people want to. Like they want to leave their body to science, their thing, you know, just how you would like. I'm all about organ donation. I filled out the, I filled out my form. I did all that sure. stuff, right? But I don't think I want people looking at my dead, naked ass, like <laughs> you know, at the best Western, you know, at the best Western, right? This is just not. This is not. Uh, this is not how I how I would perceive, you know, being. Dignified and dead. Well, I think that what's more concerning. Well, first of all, I was glad to at least see that they seem to put some plastic down on the floor. <laughs> <laughs> That's a um, plus. But then I see that like the concern here is that when you like other anatomy labs called for comment and they like talk about that they require running water and, and obviously things you can't really get in a hotel ballroom and that this at this particular conference they just had like a coffee and tea station like 10 feet away from where they're like like getting the bone saw going and there's like debris flying around <laughs> so i mean it's really a rough scene and can you imagine if, like no uh, if you book this hotel for your wedding or something and then you step in the corner and it's like, what is this? Is that a finger? <laughs> <laughs> I think that's a kneecap. Yeah, I just, yeah, it's, it blows me away that they do this in a place that isn't like a science lab of some kind. Right. They don't regulate this at all. And the, like the health department says that you plastic is not sufficient because you can easily puncture it. <laughs> and you and know, you, yeah, if they're, if they're, they're. There's stuff flying around. I don't know. I this is in a world of like virtual reality and all this other kind of stuff. Don't you think like they could figure out ways to do virtual things to help train people? You have to use like real dead people. I mean, I guess you have to, right? If you're going to do these procedures, you have to actually do it. Um, I mean, it's not like so. I went into the the Smile Direct place the other day. I'm gonna, I'm going to touch up my my looks. Oh yeah, and uh, yeah, but it's what's just the, what's it's wrong with, What's wrong with your teeth? It's just the, I got some some over the years of not wearing my retainers, <laughs> wasting my parents' money. I've gotten some gaps that bother me in pictures. Got it. And one of my front teeth is like straying in a way that I don't really like in pictures. Got it. Got it. You know, by the um, way, I'm a I'm a nearly fifty year old man who wears retainers to sleep. Still. <laughs> well, good. See, you have a nice preserved smile. I do what I can, but it's it seems goofy to me. Whenever I put them in every night, I'm like, I, I'm an old person. Do I? I mean, to to be an old person wearing retainers feels goony. But anyway, well, I guess it just depends on what you want out of your smile and pictures I, for your life going forward. Because I clearly gave up on it far too long. Ago. <laughs> yeah, my my teeth aren't perfect, but they're good enough, and and the you know, and the retainers keep them good enough. Which is well, I used to wear my retainer like I don't know two or three nights a week, like for years, right? Mm -hmm. And then at some point, I just lost it, sure. And you know, I moved around a lot and it just disappeared. And I think I found it like years later, and I was like, Well, I'm never putting this back in my mouth, (laughs) (laughs) didn't fit anymore anyway at that point. Um, and so then I got a night guard and I broke that. This is riveting radio. No, it is no people, people. People are out there right now looking at their crooked teeth going, dang, dang it, maybe I need to do this too. Well, so I go to the Smile Direct place, and they just have a 3D modeler. They have to jam this big camera in your mouth, but 
you drag it all around and then you never actually have to see a doctor. Like they just, the orthodontist sends you the plan, then you approve the plan and then you decide how you want to pay for it. And it's about, so I went to the orthodontist, um, an actual orthodontist, like maybe 18 months, 24 months ago okay. to ask about the same thing. And the orthodontist wanted like five grand or four grand to right. do what I wanted. I mean, we're talking about real mild work. I don't need any bite correction or anything. It's really just cosmetic. Yeah. Like you got to turn a tooth here a little bit mm-hmm. here. Yeah. 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 And the Smile Direct is, is similar to Invisalign, where they just send you a series of Trace, retainers that yeah. you wear, and they slowly move your teeth okay. back into place. And it's significantly less than half than what I would have put, paid to the orthodontist. Mm-hmm. But it is weird to go into what's essentially a beauty parlor and have them jam a three-dimensional camera that is then going to essentially create a model for the printer because that's what it is it's 3d printing Mm -hmm. and that's why they can do it for so much less because now they're not it's not all the expensive molding and stuff they're taking a picture and i imagine it's probably not nearly as perfectly exact and if you needed serious bite correction this is not for you but i think if your issue is just spacing like mine is just essentially there's a little bit of crowding on the bottom now from not wearing a retainer and then i got one tooth on the top that's kind of getting away from the others and i just trying to rein it in before it gets any worse what they what they're not telling you at smile direct is that they're just matching you up with a cadaver and then they're <laughs> then they're molding your they're molding your uh, your trays with the cadaver that's uh, okay <laughs> <laughs> as long as i don't have to meet the cadaver or anything it's fine <laughs> oh man now you're calling into question whether or not dental records are actually something you could uh, use to identify a body. Because you're telling me there's somebody out there with my exact they're teeth. Might, they're close enough, anyway. The uh, yeah, so good. Yeah, good luck with that. I mean, the uh, they'll just slam you know, every what every few weeks or every month or so they send you a new tray and you just kind of kind of. I did something. They similar actually to send that. you the whole thing. Oh, really? And they they s- send you all of them, and then you're supposed to wear them 24 hours a day f- for like however long the whole thing takes. Hmm. And then I imagine you get retainers at the end. Wow. Um, but before we get away from this topic completely, I do want to warn our female listeners that reading this article led me to another, which showed me that that uh, if you're in the hospital and unconscious, there's not a there's there's a greater than zero percent chance that you might get a pelvic exam while you're un- <laughs> while, while you're under. <laughs> Jesus. And apparently, this is not an uncommon thing. Oh. Um, I'm sorry, ladies. Yeah, I just I want people to know about this. It's a public service announcement here. Uh, so one of the doctors in this in this story is quoted as saying that the, the estimates he did about ten of these exams in the last year. Um, this woman talks talks about a story where she woke up from her uh, anesthesia to find herself being examined, and she started screaming. So apparently, this is like not an uncommon practice, and it seems like. Uh, that uh, the, the medical profession really kind of taking some liberties these days Jeez. with getting their training done. Yeah. It's, yes. Oh God. This is such a terrible, this is so terrible. Like, Saved by the bell. Thank God. <laughs> Thank you for taking us down that road, Ty. That was, that was lovely. Yeah, well, I, it feels like something people should know about. I think, yes. I think you should, so, yeah. Don't go to the hospital alone. Just, just Google unconscious okay. vaginal exams. Oh, <laughs> you can, Learn how to protect yourself. <laughs> oh, Lord. <laughs> oh, God. Well. Thank you for thank you for that. So, now for something completely different. Now comes the part where we throw our heads back and laugh. Ready? Ready! Ready. <laughs> Dad jokes of the week. Woo! Uh, 
pretty straight daddy this week. Like, very, uh, very corny. All right, some are very obvious. Where does a fish keep its money? On the In bank? The river bank. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> you know, I told my seven-year-old daughter that joke, and she knew the pu- she came up with the punchline and i asked her i was like do you know that one she said no i've never heard it before so she just she's just in tune with it now <laughs> i don't know if that's good or bad it's fantastic what do you call a cat who has joined the red cross i don't know a first aid kit <laughs> what dog loves to take bubble baths a shampoodle shampoodle did you hear about the musician who was arrested? He got himself into treble. <laughs> into treble? Yeah. <laughs> I was thinking, could I rework this to be somehow be big treble in Little China? <laughs> big big treble. There's a joke there. Some, right. For sure. Did you hear about the jazz musician that got huge in Chennai? <laughs> no, that's India. Uh, in uh, Chengdu. Yeah. You got to pick a small city in China, right? It's right. got to be Little China. Right. <laughs> yeah. Uh, big trouble in Little China. All right. Um, when I was feeling down, a friend told me, it could be worse. You could be stuck underground in a hole full of water. I knew he meant well. <laughs> <laughs> what do you call a crafty pig? Cunningham. Cunningham. I like it. And finally, my wife asked me to stop singing Wonderwall to her. I said Maybe. <laughs> that's a, did you make that one up? That no, nope. that's no, in that's the, in the de- that's, that's in there. What? Yeah, seriously, that is actually in the in the. That's maybe the best one I've heard all year. <laughs> we got to wait till June to re- print that one out. That was a good one. What about the Stalin joke from a couple of months back? <laughs> <laughs> that one wasn't as good. All right, I said maybe. That's good. You know, I didn't. I couldn't come up with anything good this week, but I did oh. stumble. I did stumble across one that I thought okay. was funny that did make me laugh. It's like, right. What do you call a Frenchman wearing sandals? Philippe Philop. <laughs> <laughs> that would make me I laugh. Like it. Yeah, I like it. That's a, that's exactly what I thought. When I, when I, when I saw Philip Philippe Philop. Anyway, all right, on to the OT where. Ty flew the friendly skies of SWA. <laughs> so for those of you that follow me on Twitter, you've probably seen my my very rote airplane griping already. <laughs> um, but I hadn't flown Southwest in quite some time. And it really is the city bus of the skies. Right. Because, you know, I mean, they have the system of here's... It's, it's amazing to me that people who can't seem to figure out a basic alphanumeric like system to where 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 they need to sit on a plane where there's a sign seating can somehow successfully get themselves in alphanumeric order in order to get on the plane in that order. Right. So first first for people who don't have the indignity of flying southwest air, you get you get a boarding like A B or C D and God then, for yeah. God's sake D is anyway. So but then there's this Middle little the there's back. this little ruler that you have to stand next to that has <laughs> That has numbers on it. Like there's two sides of it, right? It's like the first, the first like one through thirty, and then thirty through sixty. And if you have B sixty or B forty, you have to stand. Uh, and they say, okay, we're getting ready to board B. You stand next to your number, 
This yeah. is not difficult. For it kind of works better than the other system, though. For people, for people who have a working brain, this is not a difficult system. And yet, you find people like looking at the the ruler, like and looking at their ticket, then looking at the ruler again. It's like, what are you looking? Why do you have to look more than once? I feel like those people are probably the same people you see in the hotel hallway where they've gotten off the elevator and they're like repeatedly looking at like where their room is and then they look at the little sign with the arrows. Yeah. And they just can't figure out where in the sequence their room falls. <laughs> it's a range, people. It's yeah, a range. It's, it's, yeah. it's not particularly challenging. It's not, it shouldn't be. It shouldn't be. So a couple of things happened on the flight. And again, a couple of them I tweeted about, so I, I won't belabor the point. But something I've never seen before. I've seen ver- variations of this, but never seen this exact thing. A man getting on the flight, a couple of people behind me. Um, there's window seats left, so we're getting the last of the window seats about halfway down the plane. Sure. And this flight, thankfully, was not that full. He is on the phone talking loudly about a wire transfer. And again, I don't really understand the, the Southwest <laughs> dynamics here because it is it seems like a lot of people who either fly regularly but don't care about the luxury at all. Like, don't want, don't care in any way. I don't really understand. But anyway, he's on the phone talking about a wire transfer, whatever. He's got some kind of briefcase slash laptop bag attache in his hands. He gets to the row where he wants to get in, and he's still talking on the phone. So he's got one hand on the phone, and he kind of motions at the guy in the aisle, like, hey, I want to get in there. And in his effort to, like, reach over the guy, well, first of all, it's the the aisle guy's fault for not just getting up, right? Just get up. Yeah. Don't don't try to get the guy to squeeze by you, right? You're going to get a face full of ass or or balls. Either way, it's not going to be good for you. (laughs) Either way. He reaches out with his left hand, is on the phone with his right, and basically just hands the dude sitting in the aisle seat his briefcase, like, here, take my shit. (laughs) And because the guy doesn't know what to do, he just does it. And he, like, puts his bag over in the sea for him as he starts to get out and let him in. And I was like, wow, he just, like, dominated you and you just let it happen. I think if you put your bag in my face, I think I'd slap it out, out of my Like, I'd be like, what the fuck? <laughs> Push it back at you. <laughs> yeah, I'm not know, your butler. I don't know what I'd do. I would probably take it and move it for him. I'm just kind of nice that way. But after it was over, I'd be like, what in the hell just happened? Just like you. You, you just stood there and you were just dumbfounded by it, weren't you? I couldn't believe he just did it. Like, what a dick. He's he's high powered. That's a high that's a power move. I don't know, the guy was wearing like a t shirt. <laughs> <laughs> I when I was young and had less less money, you know, most people like a lot of people will fly Southwest Airlines, right? Sure. The cattle call or whatnot. But the reason I liked Southwest Airlines when you're a little bit younger is you can find maybe like a cute girl and like sit close to her. Yes. That was that was the best part about Southwest I'm sure the Airlines. girls really appreciated that. Like, I don't know. Some... I was nice. I'm not, it wasn't, I wasn't like groping them while they <laughs> slept or something. I mean, I'm like, like a pre- perv, but, but at least, you know. I'm here for the, air, the, airplane, the, airborne, <laughs> the airborne pelvic exam. Right. I'm a doctor. Don't worry. I'm a doctor. Uh, I'm doctor uh, butt cheeks. Rick butt cheeks. Re- Reverend picks butt. <laughs> Reverend picks butt. Uh, but anyway, yeah. So that was the nice part about it. you could you could maybe find somebody who who you would rather sit by. And the other thing about me flying Southwest Airlines is because I'm a bigger person. If I sat on the aisle, nobody ever wanted to sit next to me. Like no one ever. Wanted, everyone would just choose all the other seats around, and I would like get a whole row to myself. Or if well, I, that leads me to the or, second phenomenon. Or, or if I felt like the plane was filling up, I would just move to the window, and then no one would sit next to me, and my middle seat would always be the last seat that people chose because I'm large. 
<laughs> There's the thing that people get on early and then sit in the aisle seat and then seem irritated they have to get up to let you in. Oh, no. Sorry. If you choose the aisle seat early, just get ready to get be up and down. because And you only have to do it twice, Max. Yeah. So quit. Like, settle down. <laughs> settle down. What you expect, if you didn't want to get up, you choose the window seat. Right. And settle That's in. why I generally choose the window seat. Right. That's the smart thing to do so you can settle in. You get your headphones on. You get all your stuff your stuff yep. squared away and then you can watch everybody else struggle with their lives as they try to get onto the Southwest Airlines flight. Exactly. And so it was challenging for people to get off too. So on the way back, um, I was able to jump on the, the cool part about Southwest is that it's much easier. So I happened to get to the airport and there was a two, there was a Southwest flight just exactly two hours before my scheduled flight. And I was like, it was just about to start boarding. I was like, Hey, do you have seats on this one? Cause I'm on the next one. But if you got room, I'm, you know, I'd rather go home two hours early. Right. And so they got me on. Now, I, I, of course, unfortunately had to sacrifice my A zone boarding from the other flight and get bumped back to the C zone. By the time I get on, the flight attendants are announcing, you know, okay, we're, we're, it's all middle seats now. So if you passed one, just take it. And right. unfortunately, I, I took that far too literally and, and gave myself a bit of an uncomfortable situation um, in, a, in a way that you're describing. Uh, the guy was at least conscientious about it, though. And I, I, I engaged my dad napping powers and basically went to sleep for the flight, even though it was the middle of the afternoon. And I don't know why I wasn't really tired, but I, I was able to pull it off. Um, but we get back to Seattle and getting out of the plane, people are getting their luggage out of the overhead. And the woman in the row in front of me gets out and she's pulling down a bag from the overhead and whatever. I'm just sort of half watching, you know, waiting for my turn to get out of the aisle. And then I hear someone shouting and I have my headphones on. So this person has to be shouting pretty loud. So I pull my headphones off and this woman is shouting, that's my bag. That's my bag. And the woman had, you know, she just had gone a few seats back, but on her way, kind of tossed it up in that, uh-huh. that bin because there was space, right? As right. you often do if there's space and people are already sitting down. Sure. This woman then grabs the other bag that's next to that bag she was pulling out, uh-huh. and the, her bag, which is her bag, and it's a different color. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm just like, what? you're not even close, lady. You were just gonna, you're just like, whatever. I'm, I'm. What are you out of it? Are you like, I, are you? Is this a, is, is this an opioid situation? <laughs> What's going on with your brain right now? That you're just going to grab whatever bag and not even take two seconds to look at it. And anyway, I just, <laughs> you, you'd think that maybe she was grabbing like that, that sort of everyone has that black roller bag oh no that's not my black roller bag this is my black roller bag my well yeah but it was no mine's green <laughs> <laughs> like she was grabbing a black bag and, and it's like i went oh no she went to pull it oh, out oh no I, I have a green bag how uh, how quickly i forget yeah i'm just i'm just dumb the uh, do people do people bum rush the door like from people from the back of the plane like ever try to do this it doesn't happen so much here but i remember i was traveling to japan and mm-hmm. my wife, who lived in Japan for many years, she says to me, check this out. When the, the second the plane lands, I mean, like it's still rolling. She said, there will, pe- there will be people from the back who grab their shit and bum rush the front. I'm like, you're crazy. This is no way. And lo and behold, like on a Japanese flight, like a Japanese domestic flight, the second we were we were rolling. I mean, it was hardly we had hardly turned off the runway, like into the taxi area. People are ripping shit out of the. I'm like, what is going on? It was crazy. Interesting. And then they just and then they head to the front. Like if you're, in I the guess back, I've only ever flown to Japan and from Japan, so never. No, they just they just they just grab their shit and walk to the front and then stand there while the plane's still rolling. And then I don't. I, I was dumbfounded. I was like, how? What is going on here? 
I feel like the opposite happens when you actually do, like, you're in the back and you're like, you have a tight connection, and yeah. they go on there, like, hey, we have a couple of folks with tight connections, so when we land, please keep your seats. And there's always, like, I don't know, 10 assholes that either right. didn't hear it or don't listen. Don't, or don't give a shit. Out. Right. They're just yeah. like, whatever. You'll and just... they get, like, irritated, and it's like, get yeah. out of the way. Like, yeah. I mean, <laughs> don't make these people have to walk to Anchorage from, <laughs> from Seattle. It's far. Just let it's them, just not that hard to let be. Them make their flight. It's, yes, it's fine. Yeah. Anyway, what are you going to do? Anyway, so Southwest, uh, only you fly it for two hours or less at a time. (laughs) It's true. If you have to go farther than Seattle to Phoenix, just maybe think again. Is that what you're saying? Pretty much. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it wasn't the worst experience. It was just, it's odd. It's just very much different than the other airlines that I'm used to flying. And it's not worse. It just seemed lawless. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I mean, I've, I've, uh, yeah, I've flown it a few times recently, and uh, yeah, again, it doesn't bother me. Again, I have I have certain strategies that work for me personally, um, but uh, yeah, I, I you know if you if you grab that whatever fun fare, man, that that thing's like eighty bucks, man. You can go like one way for eighty bucks, and that's that doesn't happen with any that doesn't happen very often, for sure. All right, all right. Well, that's our show for the week. Our thanks to all of you for listening to Two on Three Pod. Please know we appreciate tremendously the time you choose to spend with us. If you don't already, please subscribe and or review on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, and Spotify. And don't be shy about sharing your thoughts and suggestions for the show. We are going to be off next week for the 4th of July, but we'll be back in two weeks with hopefully only fully wanted pelvic exams. (laughs) That was was a bad choice. I'm actually sorry that I brought that up at all. Yeah. And, I feel, and then I feel like weird because you're like, oh, I sat next to girls on the plane. And I was like, and all I can think about is how I hear all these stories in the last two years about women talking about how they live in fear of being accosted by strange men. Right. And I, I, I feel like every female listener we have right now is like, God, these guys are insensitive dicks. Yeah. Well, yeah. Yeah. Sorry. We're working on it, ladies. Yeah. We're processing it. Uh <laughs> Anyway, we'll be back in two weeks with more shenanigans. And until then, peace.